The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! <laughs> Sing through the whole show. Just burn my foot. Just Sounds burn the good. whole hour. I don't have to do any work. Yeah. <laughs> Paul and I are going to take over your show. Excellent. Very good. Yes. Hey, how you guys doing? Tom Duggan here on the Paying Attention Podcast. <laughs> Get my first cough out of the way right out of the gate. That is good. Right? You, can, you can move the microphone out I know. of the way. It was unexpected. I couldn't help it. Coughs are natural. They should be part of our radio experience. <laughs> right, exactly. You get reality here when you come That's to Paying right. Attention. That's right. It's a so reality show. So let's try this again. Welcome to the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, <laughs> High atop, <laughs> suck. You all suck. Every one of you. I hate you all. High atop the uh, uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, at the Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe. Want to thank our sponsors: uh, Teams and Gala, Century Twenty One, and Thuin Twin Light Security. Our newest sponsor: um, Veloz Auto Group in uh, on Mass Ave in uh, South Lawrence. It's on the South Lawrence North end of a line right across from the Gulf Station. Uh, and then we have, of course, Angelo at A&M Auto Body, who's still working on my Jeep now. We're on th- week three, and I'm still driving around in a uh, I'm driving around in a uh, a rental car with like joy- what's wrong? What's with, wrong like, with the Jeep? I got hit. Oh, yeah. Somebody hit my car. I was live too when I got hit. Um, You're some, in it. Some guys. Some guys okay. sideswiped me. So he took out my back door. So Ooh. they're replacing my back door, and they've got to they've got to blend all the paint so that it matches all the the rest of the car. So I'm driving around in a car. I'm going around driving around Lawrence, doing my regular thing, chasing police calls every night in a rental car with Georgia plates. And boy, I'll tell you, when I start driving through like Summer Street, Brook Street, every single undercover state and federal officer is just eyeing me as I'm turning each corner because um, I look like a drug dealer, right? I'm, I got Georgia plates driving through Lawrence, right through the bad sections. Um, so it's, it's mm. been somewhat of an experience. They all know my. They all know the rental car by now. Um, I just. I'm afraid once I get my real car back, they're not going to recognize that anymore. We're going to start going through that again. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for uh, joining us again here. By the way, our 30th podcast, Paul. Awesome. Th- I, I don't understand that. I, I saw that. I was about to like it and give you a, an applause, but I'm thinking 30. Didn't you? Didn't you start this in January? Just, uh, the last week of December. Okay, so that would be 4, 8, 12, about 16. I don't know. I go on the Paying Attention podcast channel on yeah. YouTube, and right. I just counted how many shows we well, have. Have you done more than once a week? No. <laughs> then there's no way this <laughs> the, the math you. doesn't add up to me. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. I'm on a different universe. I, I just counted it, Mr. Jonathan. You're not double posting any of these shows, right? No, no. There's no, no double so posting. I, I counted 30, so there's nothing. No, what can I tell you? All right. Well, I'm not really good at math, so I have to go by what other people are doing. You got four months. You got four weeks in a month. So right. uh, I don't so, know. So say hey, thanks so much, Call Paul. Me crazy, Paul. Thanks so much for screwing up my congratulations on our thirtieth. <laughs> this guy would fuck up a free this, lunch. I swear to God, he's the kind of guy you're driving in a car and the cop pulls and cools you over and says, yeah. "Hey, do you know how fast? Did you realize you were going fast?" And yeah. Paul's the guy, the guy that says, "Well, he only drives this fast when he's drinking." I uh, I have confirmed. In other words, there are twenty nine 
videos up now, and this will be the 30th. There you the go. It's the 30th right show. I knew I counted it right, Paul. Well, well, why are you so angry at somebody who seeks the truth? Is that is that a personality trait? I think maybe it's the timing, Paul. When someone's trying to celebrate, <laughs> it's like someone's. It's like we're, we're singing "Happy Birthday" to a little kid, would, and his birthday was really yesterday. And you stop in the middle of the song to let everybody know. Oh, by the way, it's technically not his birthday today. It was yesterday. I am willing to celebrate uh, the anniversary of what this show is, and I'm now I'm ready to celebrate the 29th. Let's let's bring out the well. Balloons. This is number thirty. This right is number now. thirty. We're, we're in the process. Let's of 30. bring. So out. once again, I was right. Correct. Now, there's a there's a way that you're. I'm math not. I'm not saying. Work. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying. Kind let's of seem un- that way. Don't you understand what beneath the surface He's, is all about? Let's understand how this is right. Oh my god. That's what I'm. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Can you put my headphones down? He's blowing my eardrums. All out. right. Um, four uh, four times a year, a month will yeah. have five five weeks. of right. that particular day. Right. So if when he did his first episode if that was in that oh, fifth one Lord. you'd end up with a couple of extra we're gonna have debating how many fucking shows i've had with this guy can you believe <laughs> it but now you know why i have him here right because he gets Four. me going now we're he gonna have a good show Eight. he gets me going Twelve. we're gonna have yeah so we started the last week in december it was like the 29th i think was our first show because everybody at home really needs to make sure that the math is correct before we say congratulations, right, Paul? No, we could say congratulations <laughs> and try to figure it out. Unbelievable. Yeah, but here, no, no, last yeah. week in December. Hold on. Yeah, let's we'll, we'll sit here and count because that's always three, good radio. This four, is enthralling. Why don't I do this show alone anymore? 13, 14, well, what's, what was the answer to that when I asked? I don't remember 18, 19, what the reason was. 20, 21, 22, 20. What? I'm counting 23, 24. All right. Anyway, Thursday. let us celebrate whatever this is. All right, so Donald it's Trump an, this it's week. It's an anniversary of some kind. Whatever. Thanks for coming, kids. Good night. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Now yeah. listen to that audience yeah, we have. Studio it's, audience it's a standing today. ovation. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that's a good thing, though. They're every bit as ironic as you are. It's good. Yeah, Paul. All right, so let's go to Maddie. Let's see if we can talk about some news. There's a lot of stuff going on. We've got a lot of breaking news, especially locally. Wait, and I'm Maddie, to be doing the news? Yeah, you're, you're the news person. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We need to get our roles straight here, I don't Maddie. know who I hate more right now, her or him. You can't hate me. No, I can't. You're too cute. See, he's the obnoxious uh, host. You're yes. the news person. Right. I'm the news and I'm person. And I'm just the beneath the surface guy. I am the news person me. with no political opinion. Right. Except outside of the microphone. But then you have not, a few. Well, you always have to qualify with, really. with Paul. <laughs> what, if, there's, if there's one tenth of a percent that there's an exception, Paul has to stop to point it out. Go ahead, Maddie. What's, what's going on in the news these days? Well, what is going on in the news? Uh, the body of the Lawrence man found in Lake Kachikowik. Yeah, Lake Kachikowik. Yep. I said it on the first try. I'm very proud Good of myself. Good for you. Is 22-year-old Rosito Zara of Haverhill Street. So apparently he went under the water while swimming with his friends and never resurfaced. Um, North Andover Police and Fire, as well as Massachusetts State Police, Air Wing and Dive Team, um, Salem, Massa- Salem Mass Police Dive Team, yep. searched the lake last night until about 10 p.m. Um, the search resumed, I'm assuming it's this morning, right? Uh, no, was the, it, it was a couple morning? days ago. Okay. Well, the search resumed in the morning with North Andover Police and Fire and Salem Mass Police Dive Team, Lawrence Police Boat, and Massachusetts Environmental Police. The body was found as a, at approximately 10.18 a.m., and the body will is going to be transported to the office of the chief medical examiner for autopsy. The deceased family was at the scene and positively identified him as Rosito Jara, 22, of Lawrence, and foul play is not suspected. Yeah, so we heard this go out. I wasn't going to go up there. In fact, I didn't go up there. 
um, we heard this go out that first call came in that um, a guy, two guys were on a boat that the boat tipped over, the kid went into the water. So that was the first call that went out. It took a good, well, the, well, the, the North Andover police were on the scene right away because the station's right down the street. Mm-hmm. But it took a good 15, 20 minutes for uh, maybe even longer, maybe 40 minutes for the dive teams to show up and the state police air wing to be overhead. Um, well, and those they, are specialized teams, yeah. so they take longer. Yep, and so they, they looked for him for a long time. And then when they found him the next morning and they issued a press release, they said nothing about the boat and nothing about the friend and nothing about the call, but they said he was swimming with a friend. And so I'm not exactly sure. Now, that, that, that doesn't mean that they're right and I'm wrong or I'm right and they're wrong. Sometimes when these incidents happen, the initial report that comes in is just wrong. Sometimes the person who calls it and gives faulty information or the dispatcher hears it wrong... So there's always people coming on my page, and, and I try to caution people to not be assholes on my page mm-hmm. because I'll tolerate it, but I'm only going to tolerate it for so long. There's always people coming out. They're always looking for like some little inconsistency in the story to then attack the person who wrote the story. And so I had all these people coming on my page, as we did yesterday with the murder, which we'll talk about a little bit later, um, saying, oh, Tom, you don't know what you're talking about. He wasn't in a boat. We just saw the press release. He was swimming with his friend. Why don't you get your fucking act together? Blah, 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 blah. And you know, I try not to. I try not to flame out at these people at the beginning because people who who join me for the first time don't get what I do, and they're so used to other members of the press just making shit up that when they see something that looks inconsistent, they just assume I'm one of them, and then they just start attacking. And the fact is that the we heard the first call go out. We heard it go out over the scanner. We were in Lawrence at the time. I think I was driving around with Mike. And, um, and the dispatcher clearly said, guy in the boat, the boat tipped over, he can't find his friend. Um, he's trying to get the, I think it was a canoe or some kind of kayak, he's trying to get it to the shore. Uh, he's lost sight of his friend, his friend went underwater and he can't swim. So we knew right away this guy wasn't gonna make it. Um, but again, then when the press release came out the next day from North End of a PD, they said nothing about a boat, they said nothing about the friend, they just said he was in the, in the lake swimming with his friend when it happened. So even though it's kind of a small detail in a story that's not really all that significant, um, I'm, I'm trying to use this as, and I'm going to do it again in the next story, uh, I'm trying to use this to caution people, stop being so friggin' overreactive. Stop looking for something to complain about. Stop looking for something to, to pick apart. You know, everyone, ever since O.J. Simpson, everybody thinks that they're Masha Clark. Every, everybody's, everybody thinks that they're, uh, that, that they're uh, uh, Alan Dershowitz. You know, they see a story, they see something that looks a little inconsistent, and aha, they're the only person in the world that figured this out. Uh, and then they go on the attack. Um, and I'm dealing with that this morning, too, with yesterday's murder. We'll talk about that a little bit. But it's really weird how people who absolutely don't know shit will go publicly on someone else's Facebook page and pretend they know shit. So, anyways, that's my little rant on that one. Okay. What else you got? All right. Um, the next one is Jeff Deal running for Senate uh, against he's Elizabeth the best. Warren. Mm-hmm. And you had asked him some questions, so mm-hmm. why don't you elaborate more on that? Yeah, so Jeff Deal was in Lawrence. You know, we talk on this show a lot, Paul, about the homeless in Lawrence and the work that we're doing with the homeless in Lawrence. And I was at um, the Daybreak Homeless Shelter about a month ago, and I asked Karina Papalato, who runs it, geez, you know, because uh, they're always looking for money and looking for funding, and this, they're hurting. And I said, have you ever, you know, Elizabeth Warren's running for re-election. Have, has she ever been here? Has she ever toured the facility? Is she aware of your plight? And she said, we've never seen her. We've never gotten a phone call from her. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a woman who campaigns in Lawrence every time she runs as somebody who is the advocate for the Latinos and the downtrodden and the poor and the poorest of the poor. And she's always talking about um, 
gender inequity and racial inequity and all this equality bullshit that she likes to talk about. And you mean to tell me she's never even been here? Like she's never even called you? She's never come to this facility in the poorest community in, in, in New England, dealing with the poorest population in the poorest community in New England. She's never been here? I have a feeling she hasn't been there because uh, she knows that she's going to get Massachusetts in the primaries. The well, presidential primary. Presidential so she, primaries. Does, she doesn't need to be here. Right. But she's, but she's running for re-election to the Senate, you would think. Now, here's what she does. She comes to Lawrence, and she's been to Lawrence a number of times, but here's what she does. She comes to Lawrence, and she either meets with all of the political insiders, the Democrat insiders in Lawrence, like Dan Rivera, the president of the city council, maybe the president of the school committee, or the last time she was in Lawrence, uh, they got a function room somewhere. I think it was Essex Street. I sent people there because I had questions, and I knew she wouldn't take my questions, so I sent Rich and a few other people to ask my question. So Rich and a bunch of people go, Brenda went, I think Maria went, and they all crowded in, waiting for Elizabeth Warren to come out and then maybe ask some questions. So Elizabeth Warren comes out of a back room. She stands in front of a podium that's got like a police tape line in front of her. It was like, I don't know, like one of those velvet ropes or something, so that none of the little people could get near her, right? None of the plebes can get near her. And she got up, and it was, it was Trump sucks, uh, pay inequity, uh, women yeah. are discriminated against, uh, racism, racism, inequality. Thank you, good night. And then she left yeah. and never answered any questions. And I'm thinking, you represent Lawrence. You, 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 you basically campaign on the backs of the poor. And you don't give a shit enough to even talk to the people of Lawrence. It's just the insiders. That's all you care about. So anyways, that's the background. So we've talked about this on the show a number of times. And I got a phone call from Jeff Deal's office, who's running for Senate, against Elizabeth Warren. Yes. And he said, uh, some of my staff has been following you as you're driving through the city and chasing calls and you're helping homeless people. And you made a comment the other day that Elizabeth Warren's never been to... Is that true? She's never been to Daybreak? That can't be true. And I said, yeah, call Karina. I asked her and she said, Elizabeth Warren's never been there. She's never called. She's never given a shit about it. And he said... Um, would you be okay with calling Karina since you know her and see if we could do a tour of Daybreak? We want to come. We want Jeff Deal to come, and we want him to see what's going on with the homeless population, the opioid crisis in Lawrence. Maybe if he becomes a senator, maybe he can help Daybreak. Maybe he can help them get some funding. They need $10 million for a new building. They need $2 million more for operating costs, even without a new building. So Jeff came. He came yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before? Tuesday he came. You know what? Um, good, yes. de- good deal. Yeah. Good deal. <laughs> oh, 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 Brucey. Oh. So, uh, so Jeff came. He toured the facility. He talked to Karina. Uh, he talked to a couple of people who volunteered there who were homeless, um, went, through the, went through the Daybreak program, and now they go back and they volunteer to help other people. So, so what does this photo op for Jeff Deal do for it? What is he going to do with this photo op? Well, I don't think it's the photo op necessarily because you don't get much out of a photo op in Lawrence. Lawrence is yeah, still but, voting against him nine to one. But <laughs> true, but probably. But um, what is he? I mean, does, did he learn anything he wouldn't have known by somebody telling him? Yes. All right. He got to see for himself the conditions of the building, the conditions of the dorm quarters for the homeless people that sleep there. There's 55 people a night that sleep there. No matter what the weather is, they're always at capacity. Um, and he also got a chance to talk to them about what their real needs are. And he could see it with his own eyes. It's one thing to read a memo. It's another thing for someone to talk, tell you something on the phone. But when you're standing there in this really super tight quarters, it's basically two... Um, mobile homes that were welded together, so it's not even a freestanding building, and you're standing there and you're thinking 55 people sleep in this building, like, it, it's, it's far more powerful, I think. Uh, Karina asked him before he left, uh, she said, I need $10 million for a new facility, 
I need $2 million more for operating costs. Can I count on you? Which was awesome. Hmm. Which is awesome because these politicians come all the time and they do these little photo-op tours and they give all these very ambiguous answers to any kind mm. of questions about what they're going to do once they leave. And then they leave. And then you never hear from them again. And, uh, can I count on you? Can that's, I that's count a, on that's you? That's a straight question. And he started to hedge a little bit. And I pushed him because I was standing right there. And I knew it wasn't my place. Oh. But I said, I don't think that's the answer we're looking for. And he said, yes, if I become the senator, I will do everything I can to help you and make Daybreak a priority. Well, I, it was smart for him to say, I will do everything I can to help you, rather than I will definitely give you that money to us the, the day after I uh, right. know, get sworn right. in. But, but at least his heart is there, and, uh, and he made the effort, right? He's done more as a candidate than Elizabeth Warren has as our United States Senator mm. for the last seven years. Mm. Where has she been? Where has Elizabeth Warren been? Now, here's the interesting thing about this story, is that shortly after that, an Elizabeth Warren supporter who works, I'm not going to mention her name because everybody knows who she is, but she's an Elizabeth Warren supporter who works in the mayor's office, tweeted out, <laughs> Rich just laughed because he knows who I'm talking about. She tweeted out, Lawrence is more than just homeless shelters, in response to me saying Elizabeth Warren's never been to Daybreak. And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Lawrence is much more than just homeless shelters. Maybe Jeff Deal, the next time he comes, should tour the police station, a couple of other things. But Lawrence does have a homeless shelter, by the way, and someone needs to be Freaking paying attention to it. Someone needs to be going down there and talking to them about what they need. There are 300 people wandering the streets of Lawrence, sleeping in the streets every night. Daybreak is the only shelter in Lawrence, and they can only house 55 people. So I know I only went to Lawrence High School, but even I know that math doesn't work. It seems to me, I mean, I, you know, I'm looking at this ideally, that the money should be going perhaps to another place, another Daybreak in another nearby city not just being centralized in Lawrence, because homeless aren't only in Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And you don't want everyone else's homeless going to Lawrence. Right. So why not have a daybreak in Chelmsford, a daybreak in uh, Methuen? Uh, you know, yeah, spread maybe, them around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, maybe we could franchise it. Yeah. We'll franchise daybreak into the other communities. You should have well, a few of them. Listen, I've long said that, that people in Andover, people in North Andover pay millions of dollars in taxes every year. They're both very wealthy communities. What happens if after you paid millions of dollars in taxes over the years, your company goes under, your wife throws you out, somehow you become destitute? Where do you go? Does North Andover have services for their citizens that suddenly become destitute? No, they don't. Neither does Methuen, neither does Andover, neither does Drakeit, neither does Chelmsford. Every town should have some kind of safety net for the desperate. Totally agree. Totally agree. And Jeff talked about that uh, a little bit uh, yesterday when he was at my office. Yes, Jonathan. Oh, I was scratching. Sorry. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, was, I was eager to hear from you because I'm listening to this. For I don't. Uh, I don't typically send oh. hand signals. I just jump in. Okay. All right. What was he scratching his head? He's doing something. Oh, I have no okay. idea. So, anyways, what else you got there, Maddie? I also have the man that was executed on Hampshire Street in Lawrence yesterday, yeah. which you extensively covered online. I did. Um, so, Lawrence police were called to Hampshire and Alder Streets early Wednesday evening for a call of shots fired and one man down. When police arrived at the scene, they found a man in his 30s wearing red, face down on the sidewalk with at least six bullet wounds to the back. Lawrence Police Sergeant Michael Simard, right? Did I pronounce uh, that? Simard, yeah. Simard. Did CPR chest compressions on the victim but could not revive him. This is Lawrence's third murder for 2018. Um, last year at this time, Lawrence had eight murders. 
According to witnesses, the victim came out of a bodega on Hampshire and Alder Street after purchasing groceries and crossed Hampshire Street headed towards the Arlington School when a black Hyundai Santa Fe with a black roof rack and five-point rims pulled up with at least three occupants in the car. Police say video from a local business shows the car pulling up to the victim, two men in the front seat, and a third man stepping out of the vehicle from the back, firing the shots that killed the victim. Police could not get a plate number on the car, but it was identified with Pennsylvania license plates. The victim, wearing a red shirt, was in a gang neighborhood well known to use red hats, shirts, and sneakers as their gang colors. The district attorney's office, which micro micromanages local police on murder cases has refused to give the public a press release with details on the crime as of 9 a.m thursday morning yeah so i don't even i wouldn't even know where to start with this one what is the deal with gangs in the lawrence area lawrence has uh despite what dan rivera says because i can tell you i'm out there every night uh lawrence has a gang problem and it's a big problem now is it just the colors that they wear is that what well, that it distinguishes is. them. Yeah, that, right? that's that's what distinguishes. It's like being in a club, and everybody's going to wear like you know, you're in the Lions Club, so everybody wears mm. purple, right? Oh. Or you're you're in the Knights of Columbus, and everybody wears the funny hat. So it's just kind of like how they identify each mm. other. So that there's there's one gang in that Hampshire Street area that was a very small gang three two or three years ago, and they have and they used to just have the Alder Street, uh, Juniper Street block. That's where they started. Now they've, they've expanded all the way over to Lawrence Street on that side, on the, on the east side, and all the way over to almost the Arlington School on the other side. Are they of any um, certain kind of uh, ethnic background? Yes. Okay. Yep, they are. And are all of these gangs, are, I, I, I assume there's more than one. There may be several in the Lawrence area? There's, um, there's four major gangs All right, Lawrence. four major gangs. And are they all of different ethnic uh, varieties? Or? Some of them are. The one involved last night is a Dominican gang. Um, there's another gang over on the uh, Brook Park and Brook Street area, which has Dominican and some Puerto Ricans in it. And then you have an El Salvadorian gang, which is MS-13, which everyone in Lawrence, every single elected official in Lawrence, all, bar none, say there's no MS- MS-13 in Lawrence. Right? Dan okay. Rivera even had a press conference. No, nothing to see here. Move along. We know that they're in Lawrence. Move along. And not only do we know they're in Lawrence, we know where they are in Lawrence. The police are very, very attuned to what's going on with this stuff. Just curiously, are there any white gangs? No. Okay. Just wondering. No, no white gangs in Lawrence. Interesting. If there was, they'd probably be dead by now. All right. I, you know. I don't know. All right. All right. So we got the call yesterday. We heard, I had heard the call go out. I was actually in my office. It was around 6 o'clock. Shots fired, one man down. I figured by the time I get there from North Andover, this is all going to be wrapped up. But, you know, I'm on deadline, and I've been stuck in this office, and maybe i just go for a quick ride. Maybe I'll get a, a picture of, you know, something, you know, as they're wrapping up. And when I, when I got there, the body was still on the ground. The coroner hadn't shown up yet. Police actually hadn't even put up police tape yet. Um, it only took me about maybe six minutes to get there from my office. Um, talked to a couple of people when I was out of my car, and I wasn't live. Uh, my phone was live in the car, but I was out of the car. Uh, a couple people who said that they saw and heard things um, confirmed some of that stuff with some of the police officers involved. We actually have a picture um, that I posted right before we went online, uh, right before we went live today. And I got a phone call from a police chief asking me to please take it down, so I did. Always, always willing to cooperate, uh, unlike the rest of the press who say, no, I've got a First Amendment right. Um, they asked me to take it down. I don't want to jeopardize their investigation. Um, they have not been able to identify the victim from what I'm being told as of like a half hour before we went on to press. We know uh, from overhearing conversations at the scene, 
uh, among investigators that he was found with a big wad of cash, the victim. Uh, he was coming out of the bodega. They, they basically just executed him. Guy got out of the back seat of a car and just pumped seven bullets into the guy's back and just put him down. And uh, his ID is bogus. And there's a couple of other things that were involved uh, with uh, ID fraud on him. So they don't know who this guy is. They have no idea. Wow. And so while people are coming on my Facebook page all morning, mostly women, um, coming onto my page saying, that's terrible that you're posting this. What if his family sees it? Well, I hope his family sees it so we can yeah. identify the damn guy. Has there, do you know if there have been any missing persons reports? Not, mis- not meeting that description. Uh, we have a couple of missing people that we've been posting. Um, you know, their parents have contacted us, asked us to post posters online. Hmm. We do, but there's nobody meeting this guy's description. Um, I, I'm, I suspect from what I've been told and some of the details that I haven't revealed that this guy's not a legal citizen of the country, hmm. uh, that he's a legal citizen of the, of the Dominican Republic. Uh, went, went out of his way, did an awful lot of work to make himself seem like he had a different identity. Hmm. And so this is a very, very ganged up neighborhood. Um, it's a huge drug neighborhood and, um, you know, you can draw your own inference. Maybe the guy's just a complete and total innocent bystander, but it certainly seems as though he was involved in doing some scurrilous things. It also seems as though he lived very close because he was going to that corner store and he bought eggs and milk and a bunch of things like that. And, um, and he wasn't going to a car. He was walking up the street. So we assume that he lived close by or he was staying close by anyway. Hmm. And this makes it the third murder in Lawrence. Um, one of those three murders has been solved. That was the domestic with the guy stabbing his girlfriend. We talked about that last week. Um, the other two, we have no idea. The first guy that was murdered was the guy that we uh, visited on Broadway. We got those pictures. Again, people complaining about pictures. Um, and I've got people, Paul, let's just talk about this a little bit, even though it's kind of Maddie's segment. I got people coming on to my... Sh- now, I wrote this story, and I included that the victim was wearing red. Okay. And that the shooter was also wearing red. And that police believe that it's gang-affiliated. All right. Because red, red, and I didn't name the name of the gang because I have no interest in doing that, but the, the people that I talked to said, yeah, the red is the color of the gang that runs that neighborhood. Right. So I included some of that in my story as far as the victim wearing red, the shooters wearing red, and that they think it was gang-affiliated. And you go to my page and you get all these, all these, I don't know, Monday morning quarterbacks. I don't know what to call them, but they come on and they're like, oh, yeah, so if I wear red, that makes me a gang member. Like everybody's looking for something to be friggin' offended by. I think the term you're looking for is douchebag. Douchebag is a good word. <laughs> I, think I like that word. The description. So people are coming on and they're still doing it while I'm sitting here. I'm checking my page. And people are still going, oh, well, listen, I hang around in that neighborhood and I wear red all the time and I've never been shot. Yeah, okay, well, then just consider yourself lucky then. Because that doesn't negate the rule. Just because some exception happens doesn't mean the rule doesn't apply. I'll tell you one thing. I wouldn't walk down Hampshire Street or Alder Street or Park Street wearing red. Ever. Daytime, nighttime. I, if I'm wearing a red shirt and my car dies in that neighborhood, so that's I'm, dri- I'm, I'm driving on three wheels if I have to to get out of that neighborhood to get somewhere else. Must right. be very dangerous around Christmas time. Yeah, exactly. Right? Uh. So the red, red is apparently the uh, the na- uh, the color of the enemy's gang. Uh, no, no, no. Oh no. Well, if you then why would right. why would it be a problem? Right. Because okay. if you're if you're not a gang not member a gang and you're member, wearing their gang colors, yeah, that's considered news. disrespect. Oh, okay. 
Who knew? Who knew? You learned something, didn't you, Paul? Who, who yeah, knew? See that? Who yeah. knew? <laughs> so look, I'm not saying that I know what happened because I don't. Right? I only know what the investigators and what witnesses and snippets of information. And as we talked about with the last story with the with the drowning guy, sometimes the first uh, pieces of information that come in are correct. Right? So my job is to report what people have told me that are close to the investigation believe, because that's that's how you do the news, right? They're the experts. They say, yep, the guy was wearing red. The shooter was wearing red. We're pretty sure it was gang-related in some way. Maybe it was a gang initiation. Maybe it was something else. Um, and, and, you know, to go to the last point, maybe the guy's totally innocent and he was just wearing the wrong color shirt walking through that neighborhood. Either way, he's dead. And to have people coming on my page bitching and complaining about the fact that I pointed out that he was wearing red and the other guy was wearing red... It, it almost seems like you're, you guys missing the point where the guy's actually dead. Like he had seven bullets in his back. Are you guys missing that part? Like you're focusing on red as if like, oh, well, that, I guess that's the one thing you feel an expert in, in, in the color red. So you decided, okay, this is something I know about. I can chime in. There, there are many um, uh, would-be redologists out there. Right, yeah. That really want yeah. to. They're all to fucking experts on the color red and gangs all <laughs> of a sudden. It's unbelievable. People just suck. They really do. I'm going to have to change the colors of the pillars now on the show. Right? Actually, red is my favorite color. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Don't be driving through the North Lawrence area of Park and Hampshire. All right, so I'm just sure. writing down uh, Tom's little bit of wisdom. Was that people suck? Was people that? suck. Okay, let me write that That's down. not little people. wisdom. That's like my philosophy on life. Now, can, can I get that in a bumper, bumper sticker form? I'll even frame it for you. All right. Okay. Because people you. do suck. They really do. They're all, everybody's <laughs> looking for something to be offended by. Everybody's looking for something to, to micromanage, a bully. I, not to get off topic, right? But since we're talking about people suck. So I'm in Gloucester la, uh, two weekends ago, and my car is running, and I'm near the beach. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there playing on my phone. But I'm not in the car, but the car is next to me, and it's running. And this crunchy earth lady pulls up next to me. Crunchy earth lady? Yeah. Oh. You know the type I'm talking about, I think right? So. Environmental wacko. Her mm-hmm. hair's in a ponytail. She's 65 years old. Okay. She still thinks she's a hippie, right? She pulls up and she's in an SUV twice the size of mine. And she says, Oh, oh, your, did you know your car is running? And I said, Yes. Yeah. She goes, Is that bad for the environment? Do you have any idea how bad that is for the environment? Uh, I knew it. And I said, Yes, ma'am. I hate the planet, and I'd really appreciate it if you didn't lecture me about it. That's exactly what I said. Shame. She's, so she's, she's all horrified. Like, she didn't know what to say because no one's ever confronted her that way, I'm sure. And she says, yes. She goes, Well, well, you should, you should turn your car off. Why don't you turn your car off? I said, because, ma'am, be responsible. I don't want to turn my car off. I have a reason to have my car on, and it's none of your effing business. She proceeds to give me crap, and so finally I turn around and say, excuse me, you're not carpooling. You're sitting in a mm-hmm. SUV twice the size of mine. You're lecturing me about my car running. There's nobody in your car, and by the way, your car is still running. Mm-hmm. So you're the one destroying the planet. Please move along. There you go. But people, it's too bad this wasn't on video so we could all watch I it. I know. That would have been awesome. That would mm. have been awesome. But it just goes to show people suck. People <laughs> think that somehow they're morally superior to everyone else around them. And that then, that. therefore, gives them, a, gives them license to bully other people and tell them what to do. I don't care. Mm. I, listen, I pulled up in traffic one day. And, okay, I was wrong. I'm going to admit. I had a styrofoam cup in my hand. I tossed it out the window. It was a bad thing to do. All naughty, right? naughty boy. The guy in the car next to me rolls down his passenger window and starts screaming at the top of his lungs about how I'm destroying the planet. Ah, what, so, do, people, what do people do? So I threw him the finger, the light yeah. went green, and I went. And mm-hmm. so now, two blocks later, we're both stuck at the same red light again, two blocks up. 
Yes. And he rolls down his window and can, proceeds to yell at me. So I rolled down my window because I could hear him through the window. Uh, I, these, I rolled, these fun I, things never happen to me. I rolled down my window and I said, hey, genius, you care yeah. so much about the planet. I didn't see you stop and pick it up. Mm. Right? Mm. They, these people don't really care about what they're really bitching about. They just yes. want an excuse to yell at other people, to bully other people, to tell other people what to do because... Mm. Because people... People suck. There you go. There you go. John, at least you're not funny. At at least you suck. (laughs) Jonathan, at least you have the name of the show now. Right. People suck. Yeah. There you go. That should be. Yeah, we should have to change the. uh, We're gonna have to change a couple things. Paying attention to people suck. I bet you we'd get more ratings too, wouldn't we? (laughs) I I think that would be uh, a ratings. uh, All right, Maddie, you have something else for us, or can we roll off into other topics? That's it. You've been rolling. That's all you got. Keep rolling. All right, I got one. I got two other things. I have a breaking news story. If you guys are listening live uh, today on Thursday, tomorrow on Friday, uh, what is tomorrow? Like the eighth or something? Yes, Um, it is. There's going to be an illegal alien rally in Lawrence outside the Registry of Motor Vehicles. This is not a joke. An illegal alien rally. Outside the Registry of Motor Vehicles in Lawrence tomorrow. Apparently, American traders who care more about citizens of other countries than our own country and illegal aliens themselves are going to be marching outside the RMV in Lawrence tomorrow demanding that we give them, give illegal aliens licenses. That the state issue licenses to illegal aliens. So this is... Once you get over being infuriated by the gall of this, this is one of those things that's almost amusing. So you have people who aren't supposed to be here, who snuck into the country, broke the law to sneak into the country. The Democrats tell us we can't deport because we can't find them. They're all going to be in front of the RMV tomorrow demanding stuff from a country that they broke into without the permission of that country and they're demanding licenses of us. It's like, you know what, not for anything. I've long said, if you're an illegal alien and you're here, you're not causing trouble, I don't care if they deport you. I think if you're a criminal, we should deport you. But if if you're not causing trouble, I don't care, right? But if you're gonna march in my country and demand stuff of me, when you're not even a citizen of this country, go the fuck back home. Um, I would I would uh, challenge anyone to go into any third world country and right. march at their version of the Registry of Motor Vehicles, demanding you as an American have rights. Can you imagine? Just see what happens. Yeah, go imagine. Let's let's all go to Mexico, right? We'll sneak into Mexico. We won't have any permission. We won't have a passport. We'll sneak into Mexico. We'll go to their police station. We'll start demanding that they give us free parking. Right? We're Americans and we're illegal aliens here in Mexico and damn it, we deserve free parking. We demand you give us free parking. You know what happens to you? Maybe your grandchildren find your body someday when it gets unearthed when they're doing some kind of construction project, maybe. Yeah, you better swallow some sort of GPS device. Right. So this is going to go on tomorrow. If the weather is good, I'm going to have my drone. I know Rich is probably going to be there with his camera for us. Um, And we're going to do everything. And I'm going to go live on Facebook because we have a lot of law enforcement follows us. And, um, you know, I'm not making phone calls to turn anybody in or anything, but hey, if, if ICE is watching on the live feed on the drone or whatever, and they see people there at that rally that aren't supposed to be here that maybe have warrants or something, you never know what could happen. You know? You never know. I just, I'm so galled by the fact that it's like breaking into someone's house and then demanding they make you dinner. You know what I'm saying? That's a great, that's a great analogy. It's like, it's like, you're not even supposed to friggin' be here. And, and you're, you're going to demand anything of us? Like, real? This country's been invaded. We've been invaded. We're just too stupid to know it. We're too stupid to recognize it. Unbelievable. Paul, if I break into your house, would you make me dinner? <laughs> no. But you're supposed to love your neighbor, Paul. 
Yeah, I'm lo- I- I'd love him by showing him the door. All right, that's okay. The, that's, the, that's the best way <laughs> to love. Tough, tough love. I'd yeah. love it if you left. <laughs> All right, you want to take huh? a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about Paul's topics and a couple of the local things going on, and what everybody look at Maddie and how cute she looks. <laughs> I love the way she dresses for my show. It's awesome. It's perfect. It's almost like she's dressing for me. She knows exactly what I want for my audience. Oh, totally. I wake up in the morning and that's all I think about. It's amazing. How can I dress for Tom? Even if you're just pretending that was the right answer. Oh, I am. Don't worry. We'll be right back. (laughs) I am. Let's thank our sponsors. We want to thank Fred the Barber on South Broadway in Lawrence. A $15 haircut. You can't beat that. Fred the Barber is sponsored by Ken DeLuca, who is a customer of Fred the Barber, who um, said, came to the office and said, you know, I want to help your show, and I want to help Fred the Barber, so I'm going to buy a sponsorship for Fred the Barber. That's and awesome. At some point in the next couple of days, i got to go get my hair cut again. So I shop with the people who do business with us, and my crew shops with the people who do business with us. So my writers, my advertisers, people who support our show, because they support us, they will do business with the people who are doing business with us. Then you get A&M Auto Body. We get our friend Angelo over there, Angelo Memolo over there, and uh, he does uh, great work on your car. So if you got a ding in your car, somebody hits you, you got a mechanical problem, you bring it to A&M Auto. He's on South Broadway in Lawrence on Inman Street. You drop your car off. You walk down half a block to Fred the Barber, get your hair cut while you're waiting, and you go back to uh, pick up your car, and Angelo will take care of you. Um, so what's the address there? 341 Three f- South Broadway, Lawrence, Massachusetts. Then we get Joe Zingales, Rosanna Zingales, Lopez from Century 21. They have been with us from the very first edition of the Valley Patriot. They've been with us from the very first Paying Attention show, which was in 1999, back when he was Remax. He's not Remax anymore. Now he's Century 21, Team Zingales. And they sponsor our bash. They gave a $1,000 scholarship this year. They gave a $2,000 scholarship last year. And that money comes right out of their pocket. That's not like they're collecting money from other people and just using it like I do. They actually took money out of their pocket. So I don't know why these guys love me so much. I really don't. But Twin Lights, let me tell you how, how dedicated I am to helping my sponsors. The guys at Twin Lights Security needed an extra security guard. Um, security guard. I'm not really a guard, but like an extra security guy to do private investigations and to do security for a certain thing in Boston. And they posted it on my page and asked if it was okay if they could use my page to solicit hiring people. And I said, you know what? As busy as I am, these guys sponsor the show. They sponsor the Valley Patriot. They give us $1,000 for the bash. I'm going to go work for these guys. So I called up Pat McLaughlin and I said, look, you help us every single time we need something. Whenever I put out a call, you're there. If you need an extra person in your short... I'll take the night off and I'll come work for you. And so I, ha- so I have been. I've been doing some work for them because they're helping us. And so there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to find a way to help them in the meantime. So if you need security or if you're getting divorced and you need a private investigator, if you have a business and you need a private investigator or security, uh, you want to call Twin Lights Security. They're based out of Gloucester, but they're very local. All righty. Welcome back to Paying Attention. Maddie has uh, decided to join the studio audience, so I have a better view of her, which is always awesome. Oh, my God. I I don't have a better view. I just got a death stare from her mother like I've never seen before, ever. Well, do you blame her? 
Yes, she knows. <laughs> she knows what I'm doing. She knows what I'm up to. Come on now. You know this is all theater. Oh, it's because she was jealous. That's why. It's because she was Jealousy. jealous. She wanted. She wanted. She wants me to pay that kind of attention to her. I get it. Why so don't, why, um, don't, why don't we invite the mother up one of these days? Oh, I'd love that. Oh my god, it yeah. would turn into porn really quick. <laughs> You've got, uh, Seems you've like got one ad- more advertiser, Tom, if you could yeah, talk so, about Veloz Auto Group. Yeah, so we have, a new ad- we have a new advertiser here on the Paying Attention podcast, Veloz Auto Group, Franklin Veloz, um, who uh, called me a couple of weeks ago and says he's been reading the Valley Patriot, watching the show for a while. He's been thinking about coming on board, and now he's ready. And we put a really good uh, discount package for him. He came in for a year, so we're really, really excited to have him on board. And here's what Franklin does. Franklin's got, he used to work for Charlie Dare's Commonwealth Motors. Now he started his own uh, auto group, and he's located on Mass Ave, 17 Mass Ave, right at the north end of the Lawrence line across from the Gulf Station. And if you have bad credit or you haven't been in a, in a job for a long time and you don't think that like, you have what it takes to get a, a car loan, he specializes in that. He specializes in people that have like bad credit or no credit or they, you know, they're a little transient with their job and may not qualify for a loan maybe at Charlie Dare or DeLuca or somewhere else. Um, and, and he'll take care of you. So what you should do is if you want to buy a car or sell a, a used car, you need to go to Veloz Auto Group at 17 Mass Ave. Tell them that you are a fan of the uh, Valley Patriot or the Paying Attention Podcast, and Franklin will take care of you. 17 Mass Avalos Auto Group. How's that? That was great. Excellent. You're a professional. I, I, kind of a professional. I'm really, really good at like five things, and then I suck at everything else. <laughs> right? It's so true. I'm so incompetent at so many things, and then the few things I'm good at, I'm like really good at. So, Paul, I asked you to bring in some topics today. I know the last couple of shows you've kind of felt like you weren't really contributing as much as you wanted to. And uh, I was thinking about it afterwards, and I was like, yep, that's because you didn't bring topics in those days. So you said you brought a couple of topics in today. I'm looking forward to, very, I'm looking forward to a very spirited debate. Um, well, I just brought in some things. That, okay. A uh, couple of things that have been going on in the news that everybody's been hearing about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Clinton is uh, finally being grilled. I know. Isn't that awesome? After all these decades... Uh, the, apparently, the uh, the left in general has uh, decided that uh, he is no longer of, of use to uh, them gaining and maintaining power. Right. And so it's okay now that you now in this Me Too um, um, environment, they can finally um, get to the truth of what Bill Clinton did. Yeah, like 35 years and later, they decided, oh my God, Bill yeah. Clinton was a rapist. Now that who knew? Uh, now that he's retired and he's getting older, and his wife is no longer um, um, a, a threat uh, for presidents, go after him. And uh, apparently, Bill Clinton is um, um, he's not handling. He's not handling got it a well. Little, got a little uh, hot under the collar in that first interview, mm-hmm. uh, if you noticed, and mm-hmm. uh, he tried to make it up for it. I think in um, the talk show that he was on with uh, what's his name on CBS. I don't know the, the late night talk show with I the glasses. I don't watch CBS. Yeah, the, the late night guy, not 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 Jimmy Fallon, the other one. Um, yeah, that guy. Yeah, but uh, it's interesting how it's 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 just so. I don't. It's, sad is not even the word. It's it, it's a it's a combination of angry and sad that people don't care about the truth, even when it's uh, a, when a grave injustice is done, as as long as it relates to pr- promoting their agenda. Right. They will, they will overlook, p- people who are political partisans especially, it's on the left and the right, but I think the left is a little bit more guilty of this. Uh, you know, they will overlook anything if it's a guy on their side. 
right? Like, remember when Donald Trump came out and said, I could go out on Main Street and I could mm. shoot five people and not lose any... He's not... A, he wasn't kidding, but yeah. B, I don't know why anybody faulted him for that. He was just pointing out the truth. That is right. the truth. The, people will... People well, he wasn't will, shooting Republicans either, so he well, literally right. wouldn't have lost a voter. Right, right. And, and, and it's on both sides, but people are so hyper-partisan that they will excuse... And you see it on all these panel shows, right? As soon as somebody points out something that Barack Obama did wrong, what's the first thing a liberal is going to do? Well, George Bush well, did George, it. George Bush, George Bush did, it, did it. Someone else did it. The Republic- Republicans it. are saying that Donald Trump is wrong about this investigation. Like, it's always like, okay, so does that mean two wrongs make a right? Is that what you're what saying? You're the party of two wrongs make a right? What does this say about human, uh, the, the ability for most people to be objective? And you don't, even, you don't no. even only see it in politics. For example, ever since um, a time immemorial, if an umpire gets a close call... One way that uh, that contradicts what the home team wants. What what does the crowd do? Oh right, yeah. What does the crowd yeah, do? They boo D- does it does it say good job? You probably you may be right. Well, I always talk about the time yeah. I went to the Red Sox game, and I haven't been to many games in my life, but I was a, I was at a Red Sox game once, and I can't remember who it was, Big Poppy, whoever. He rounded second base, but he missed the base. Now the whole stadium saw him yeah. miss second base. Doesn't so he matter. gets he gets to third base. The guy's got the ball, and he calls him out. And as soon as the umpire calls him out, what did the whole stadium do? Oh, come on! What do you mean he's? What do you mean he's up? Yeah. We all watched it, but reality means nothing. It's all about what you want to believe, and, and, and the ends always justify the means to people today in this culture, always, while they're lecturing us about the ends not justifying the means. What, uh, what benefits me is more important than what is true and what is fair. Right. It's, uh, it's very, very sad. It is sad, but I'm glad that Bill Clinton is finally getting it, though, because for years this guy got away with it because he had the correct political opinion. He could mm-hmm. rape women, he could sexually harass women, he could do whatever he wanted to do because he was on our side. Not our side, but if mm-hmm. you're a liberal, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, that means most, and that means most of the, most of the, the press. The press, key, the press savaged Monica Lewinsky when that happened. I remember, I'm old enough to remember it. They savaged Monica Lewinsky and she was a victim. Yeah. I mean, according to this Me Too movement stuff that's going on today. Oh, all you had to do is watch The the View, for example. Yeah. And, uh, well, the bimbo eruptions. They're all bimbos. You know, they're all uh, sluts. They're all this. They're all that. Right. And that's only because they were uh, accusing Bill Clinton, a, right. de- a Democrat who was in power. But what happened to not Seems blaming like- the victim? I thought we used to get lectured about not blaming the victim, right? Yeah. But if the victim is claiming that a liberal victimized them, then, hey, screw the victim. Mm-hmm. Well, who cares about the victim now? We have we have a political uh, a political agenda to protect. Now, if I may just go into uh, another uh, popular story of Certainly, the past Paul, week, because, that, free to do because that. it totally relates to this. Okay. The three sacred cows of liberalism have been verbally attacked recently in high high profile high profile instances: race with Roseanne Barr, mm-hmm. sex with Samantha Bee, okay. and homosexuality with Joy Reid of uh, MSNBC. Oh, yep, I did follow that as well. Now, of these three sacred cows and of these three verbal uh, attacks, only one of them got dumped immediately from her network. The other two... Still have their jobs. Still have their jobs. Still, um, you know, still are on national television in their, in their uh, particular programs. Now, why might this be? Well, it's very easy to understand. Yeah, and on Facebook, I said two I said, of them I, are liberal, and one was a one was a Trump supporter, and the yeah. other two weren't. I said to my, I said my felt my Facebook friends that are who are leftists, please let me know. Does this mean that racist quips are are worse than sexist quips? Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, I didn't get a straight response. Yeah, no, you'll never get a straight response. No straight answer. Ta- as we talked last week, um, Tucker Carlson asked 
one of the Obama hacks that he always has on, a liberal guy. Yeah. He asked him five times, is it always wrong to judge people or treat people differently because of their race? And he couldn't answer the question because the topic that they were talking about mm. was black people being racist against white people on MSNBC. So when you're talking about black people yeah. being racist against white people, a liberal will never say it's always right. wrong to be judging people based on the color of their skin. But if you're talking about white people being racist against black people, racism is always wrong, right? Mm. Racism is always wrong. Why don't they just call it powerism instead yeah. of racism? Because that's exactly what they're thinking of. Those who are in power should, not, should never disparage those who aren't. Right. Why don't they just stop crying about, oh, somebody said mean words and it hurt my little feelings. When I was growing up, my mother and father, I, I grew up in a police household. It was a tough household. And I come home crying and say, uh, uh, the kids used to call me, they used to say, I, the mean kids in the neighborhood, every time they'd see me come in, they go, I smell bacon. What does that right? mean? Because they call cops pigs, right? Oh, okay. So I was bacon, right? And so the kids used to tease me and I'd go home and I'd cry. I was like maybe seven or eight years old. And my parents would go, suck it up. Your father's a cop. That's the way it is. Hmm. And Not to mention bacon is awesome. Yeah, bacon is yeah. awesome. I yeah. agree. <clears throat> and they'd say, suck it up. And, you know, if, you, if it's going to make you cry, then stay away from those guys. Or better yet, don't go out. Stay in your room. If it's going to bother you so much, stay in your room. I didn't want to stay in my room. So you know what I did? I went back out, into, back out into the neighborhood, and those kids would tease me, and they'd taunt me, and I would just ignore them and go about my day. Today, oh, my God, if you said something that hurt somebody's little feelings, they're in therapy within 50 minutes, mm. and, they're, and they're tweeting on Twitter, and they're videotaping the mean words that you said, and they're calling the ACLU, right. and they're on CNN talking about how this is all Donald Trump's fault. It's ridiculous. People need to stop being such pansies in this country. Suck it up. You know what? I'm a white guy. I'm in Lawrence all the time. I hear Latinos, not blacks. I hear Latinos use the N-word a hundred times a day. It's the N-word, 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 N-word. And they, talk, and they use it usually in a, in a, in a positive way. They, they're calling... Are they calling each other? Yes. Okay. Right? So they're saying, well, as, if, as if they're saying bro. Yo, bro. Yeah. But they're okay. saying the N-word, right? All right. Like I would say to Tom, you're my Caucasian. Right, yeah. You're my whitey. Yo, cracker. My, right? white, my white boy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't So it's okay, I guess, for Latinos to use the N-word. That's not racism, even though they're not black. But it's not mm. okay for white people to use it. But then black people can also use it, and that's okay. Hmm. And by dividing us this way, yeah, aren't we, don't we have different standards for different races? And isn't that the definition well, this of racism? Is what, this is what I propose to the left. Create a manual for us so that we know all these rules and let us read it and study it. And at least we'll know exactly what you're talking about. But the, the problem is I don't even think they know. I think, no, I think they're it just changes. totally, it continu it's in flux. Right. It's completely um, inconsistent. Right. And it's just uh, situational. It's just based on how it's going to benefit us today. So, as we talked about last week, when uh, oh, you weren't here last week, right? No. So, so uh, on on a Tuesday, CNN was twenty four seven with the NFL players are having their First Amendment right taken away from them by being forced to stand for the flag. Yes. On Wednesday, Roseanne Barr's First Amendment rights were being taken away, but CNN didn't report it that way. It was Roseanne Barr said racist things; she should be off the air immediately. Right. Now, as if yesterday never happened, yeah. and this is what we have in our culture now, where we, 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 don't even, we don't even care that we're being inconsistent with what we said five minutes ago. It doesn't matter. It's whatever we have to say to get what we want now. The ends justify the means. Again, while we're being lectured that the ends never justify the means. No question. And by the way, it's all, it's all Trump's fault. Everything that happens is Trump's fault. 
Um, speaking of what you said a couple of minutes ago regarding um, being wusses. Yes. Not, not being able to suck it up or stand up for ourselves. Suck it up. Someone calls you the N-word, suck it up. I get called racist terms all the time. Hey, white boy, what are you doing in this neighborhood with that camera? I hear it all the time. You know what I don't do? I don't go to therapy. It doesn't keep me up at night. I, I don't, don't know about that. I well, think this is a form of therapy, therapy for other things. <laughs> That's true. This show is therapy. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is, what does this say? And think about this a little beneath the surface. What does this say about the Me Too movements? That women, other who, than it's full well, shit. well the, yeah, maybe, but women who weren't necessarily raped. Let, let's just t- t- perhaps there are a few that were raped. Let's let's put those to the side for a second. Those who were supposedly coerced or uh, persuaded to do sexual things that they did not want to do. Okay. And now, of course, they're they're complaining about it and they want people p- prosecuted and so forth. Um, the, there's, a, there's an underlying presumption here that they cannot take care of themselves. Right. And they need the law to take care of them. Even though men and women are supposed to be the same. Exactly. So, uh, so again, we need, another, we need another rule book that's written for us, chapter and verse, telling us you know, what, what exactly the rules are here. Because right. if, if women... There are no rules. Are meant... The rules are if you're white and you're a guy, you're wrong, no matter what yeah. you say. If there are no and if you're black and you're <laughs> any other gender, you're, you're okay. Everything you do is fine. If there are no differences between males and females other than a couple of body parts, which a lot of the, uh, particularly people on the left are, are, are sprouting today, then why do they need the law to protect them against men? What is, what is really behind this? Really, underneath this whole thing it's is... It's an attack on men. But, it's but, all it but is. it's also the admittance that women are the fairer sex and that they do right. need legal protection right. against males. Right. So on the one hand, they're saying we're absolutely equal with you. On the other hand, they're saying, yes, there are significant differences right. uh, with us. I always love when a friend of mine tells me he had to go to a sexual harassment training at work. And, I'm, and he starts telling me like all the stuff that they were telling him. I'm like, wait a minute, but if men and women are the same, why, why is it that men can't say certain things in front of women that they can say in front of men? If we're all the same, why is it that mm. you can say to your buddy, hey, I watched a porn last night. You should have seen her, her mm. boobs. But if you say it, there's a woman in the room, that's sexual harassment. If we're all the same, mm. how does that work? But there's no answer to that because, well, A, we are not the same, and B, the liberals know that we're not the same, and what they really want is, in the name of equality, in the name of all these happy words that they use, what they really want is they want an attack on white people and an attack on men. That's what they want. Mm. Remember, remember that controversy about legitimate rape? Remember there was a guy running yes, for office who I said, do. I do. if it's a legitimate rape, blah, 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 and the media went ballistic for over a week, legitimate rape, all rape is legitimate. No, it's not. It's not. Sometimes women lie and say mm-hmm. they were raped. Right. And that case is not legitimate. And I'm pretty sure that's what he was talking about. But you couldn't hold that opinion during that two-week process, mm. during that two-week process. Uh, 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 media storm that went on because it was not really about rape and it wasn't really about the topic that we were talking about. It was about trying to make the Republican who said it look bad and therefore our Republicans are evil and, they, and, they, and all Republicans support rape. Well, I hope eventually... While we're being lectured that stereotyping is bad. Eventually in our culture, we'll get back to the, the, beauty, the beauty of womanhood and the, and the wonderful differences between the sexes. Yeah. I don't think we're there yet. And... Uh, and this reminds me of another story, a third story that I'll throw at you. Real quick, because we're at 57. Oh, yeah, four minutes. Miss, Go ahead. Miss America uh, is no longer a pageant, but a competition. 
It will, it will no longer judge women on their looks, but their brains and their social impact initiatives. Right. So this is exactly awesome? what we want to watch. We want to watch 20-year-old, um, um, you know, not-so-intelligent women get up there and talk about um, world their, peace. their politically correct version of how they're going to bring about world peace. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're going to judge them on. Yeah, this has been going on for a long time with these Miss America pageants, with these beauty pageants. They started adding talent competitions. If we care that they can play the clarinet, I couldn't give two shits if she can play the clarinet. Come out in a bikini, let me judge you, and pick the one that's the hottest. That's what it's supposed to be about. All right. Well, well, at least. All right. Let, let me just take the devil's advocate with That's you. That's what it's so. supposed to be about. It's we're judging yeah. you on your looks. We're picking yes. the most beautiful woman. That's what a that's what a beautiful beauty pageant <laughs> is. All Unless right. she Who's plays the, the drums, that's the most badass right. one. She yeah. gets two and points. If she, well, and if she comes out and she's against global warming, well, then she's a piece of shit. We gotta we gotta run <laughs> her out of town. Well, uh, just to. Uh, look at it more realistically. She's not only a brain, she's not only a body. She's both, and that's what, that's what Miss America saw. It, 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 it had the swimsuit competition, it also had the talent competition, and it had those silly questions. Nothing wrong with all of that, but to say that, okay, from now on, we can't look at her looks, we can't look at her body, because apparently she's only a spirit, or, or, or she's only a mind now, and we have to look at that. I mean, it's. it's I don't understand. Could you why, win and be in, 500 pounds? Is in, that what you're saying? It's inhuman. No, you cannot win and be 500 pounds. You have to be holistically. You can't even work at CNN if you're 500 pounds. Body, mind, talents, it's, it's all integrated into the person. Now, apparently, they are minds without bodies. I don't give points for brains. Okay. I give points for beauty if it's a beauty contest. So I don't know why they suddenly. Because it's mostly because feminism hates, actually hates beautiful women. And everything they do is to, is to stop men, to stop our natural nature. Men are stimulated by sight. Women are stimulated by um, auditory senses. That's why men watch porn and women read romance novels, which is really well, porn if you read some of them. I've read a few. And it's really porn just with words, not pictures. <laughs> and, and it's true. We're both stimulated differently, contrary to what the left tells us. And if you look at what's on the cover, if we're not going to objectify women, right, what's on the cover of Playboy, Paul? I don't know. A hot, scantily clad, mm. almost naked woman. Same right? thing with Cosmopolitan. Right. And what's on the cover of Cosmo, which targets young girls? The same thing. And same young, thing scantily clad, beautiful women that team, are sexy. Team Vogue and all of these, all right. of these magazines. Right. So don't tell us that like, objectifying women is wrong while you guys are all, all out doing that. The fact is men are, f- are visually stimulated. Men like to talk about sex. Men like to look at women. Men like to talk about women's looks. Well, the thing is... And somehow we've criminalized that. Not only that. I mean, if, if you look at it deeply, women want to be beautiful. Yes. And particularly want to uh, catch the eye of men. There's, there's, it's very natural. It's not like there's going to be any abuse evolved. Right. That's, that's not what we're talking about. Right. We're just talking about the desire to be beautiful uh, for the, uh, the appreciation of other people. That's, right. It's natural in women for want to do that. I don't understand why it's, why it's ex- mutually exclusive. Whenever I mm. comment on a woman's looks, yeah. I always get, well, well don't, don't you like her for her mind? Uh, I want to be I, I want to be I want to be appreciated for my mind, not my looks. Well, why do they have to be mutually exclusive? That's why that, was, that I, was my point a little while I, ago. Why can't I look at a beautiful it's, woman like Christine both, Ryan, both ends. and say she's amazingly attractive? Yeah. And just because I don't point out that she's also very smart, yeah, that means she's not smart. Like just by omission, that means she's a, she's she's as dumb as a rock. I don't understand that. Well, That's particularly smart. if you don't know the person, you can you can admire their beauty and say it. I don't know how smart they yeah, are, but might, I, but I know what dumb. I'm looking at right now. Right. Yeah. So Might be dumb as a post? What I'm confused at is 
whatever your preferred sexual lifestyle is supposed to be okay today, right? If you want to blow your buddy at the bus stop, if you want to talk about being transgendered, you want to, whatever, whatever you want to do is supposed to be okay, right? Unless you're a heterosexual man who wants to talk about beautiful women, then suddenly that's wrong. Oh, if you're white. Oh, if you're white. So when I, whenever someone approaches me, and it happens all the time, someone makes a comment about how what I said was wrong because I said, oh, well, she looks amazingly hot today, or, or you're the hottest woman in this room, or whatever, and they come over and they give me crap. I say, excuse me, that's my preferred sexual lifestyle. I'm a heterosexual guy who likes to talk about beautiful women. That's, that's my preferred sexual... How how you identify. You just committed a hate crime. Well, you came over and I told a- me that my preferred sexual <laughs> lifestyle is not acceptable to you. Who do you think you are? Can I make a distinction here? Sure, Paul. All right, because I, I want to contradict you here. You always do. Um, I'm not to, when, when I bring all of this up, I'm talking about an extreme, but I think you're going to the other extreme. Yes. Um, I think there's a difference between appreciating the beauty of a woman versus lusting after her. Yeah. And when you, even, even, even the innocuous term, she's hot. Yes. It's sort of going in that other direction. Right. Why not say. That's why I use it. She's beautiful or she's stunning. And I don't think most women would have a problem with that. Yeah, you'd be surprised. This is Massachusetts. Mm. Well, we're in New Hampshire right now, but I live in Massachusetts. Right. You'd be surprised, Paul. Um, sometimes me just telling somebody, oh, my God, I really like that dress. Mm. That's so adorable. I get like a negative comment. And it's like, wow, you know what? Go away. Mm. Well, you, just, you just lost 50 points well, by being a bitch. There's, <laughs> there's, there's, def- uh, there's definitely a lot of those people around, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Glad we had fun today. It was a fun show. We were supposed to have the movie producers in. Uh, Justin Morrow, the producer's grandmother, had a stroke on Monday. Um, we were actually going to try and tape this show on Tuesday with the movie producers, and they were going to bring in um, a movie trailer of Law Town, the movie we made in Lawrence. We're waiting on a movie release date. Um, I'm going to be in very close contact with those guys over the next week. We're going to try and reschedule them in, and I will give you an update when I have one. Paul, any final thoughts? Not a one. Have a great week, everybody. We do have a GoFundMe page if you'd like to support our efforts against the Methuen mayor, who apparently is not doing too well in Methuen these days, if you look at those city council meetings. Uh, Please go to uh, GoFundMe, type in Valley Patriot. We could use all the help we can get. And if you'd like to advertise in the Valley Patriot or on this show, you can email me at valleypatriot at AOL.com, valleypatriot at AOL.com. Thank you to Dave Garofalo and the voice of God, Mr. Jonathan, uh, for letting me do this show every week. Thank you to Paul Morano, my co-host, and Maddie Ryan, our newsreader. And, of course, Christine Ryan, who brings her with her so I can stare at her through the whole show. And And I do love you for your mind, honey. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.